There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Alex Bernard Rasmussen and Andy Bernard. Catherine will be here. I don't know about L.A. Nick. We probably well, probably not because we haven't heard from him yet. Unless he tried riding his motorcycle in, yeah, which would have been a mistake. Yeah, turn right around. Turn around and go home. We'll be right back. Kick things off, the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Hey, Tommy. Still got the cone of silence? Why are we whispering? Because at Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan, we're having a secret sale. I have a question. If it's a secret, how do people find out about it? Yeah, I see your point. Missed it by that much. Okay, here's the deal. At Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan, we have our sign and drive, not one dime out of your pocket lease special on a new Rogue all-wheel drive or an Altima all-wheel drive. So it's a Walzer sign and drive, absolutely nothing out of pocket? Leave your checkbook, credit card, Venmo, PayPal, everything at home, zip. So what's the payment? That's the secret part. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or BurnsvilleNissan.com, type in KQRS in the search bar, and all shall be revealed. Seems like a lot of jacking around. Well, KQ listeners have been really good to us, so we thought this was a nice way to say thanks. Besides, winter's coming, and all-wheel drive will be really nice. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or Burnsville Nissan and type in KQ. I guess that's not so bad. Wow, high praise. Praise, yes, is high praise. Uh-oh, L.A. Nick is here. He, did, he didn't ride your motorcycle. Good move. No, but I left, that, I left 15 minutes early. It still didn't get here in time because it was great. Oh, yeah. it's pouring, man. No it's doubt. It's pretty good, but I'm not complaining because we need rain. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the rainiest Augusts I can ever remember. Not in Dayton. What? Really? No. Oh, it's been rainy as hell. Some, some parts road. of Minnesota have, but where I'm at, it's like separates at my property. <laughs> it separates right at your property. Well, that's right good there. news. My pastures are suffering, and the horses are suffering from them. I'm still hating horses. 
The end of summer. Yeah. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. I should start out by by uh, just thanking the uh, podcast listeners here, the Tom Bernard Podcast Family Podcast. It's um, our our numbers are up fifty percent over last year. You've been picking it up like mad, and we appreciate it. Believe me. Because, I mean, everybody knows that eventually I'll, I'll probably leave radio and do this with my family full-time for the rest of my life. Because I'm not going to quit working. I, that I, you know, I, I, look, I've got six years and nine months left on my KQ contract, so it's not like I'm going to leave tomorrow. But yeah, it's a while. Building this up over the next few years, you know, several years, four or five, six years, whatever it is, and then segueing over, it should, be, should go pretty easy. It's not easy. like it's real work or anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> Shoulder to the wheel. I'm kidding. It's actually, Shoulder to the it's wheel. It's actually some work for you. Uh, it can be a little work. I'm, I'm trying to learn something today because I don't know. You know, all these, all these political things that go on in the world, these parties and the this and the far, far right and the far, far left and the this and the, everybody sucks and everybody hates everybody. Uh, there's some woman in Georgia now that won a, won a, a good run at a seat down there and she... It says she has links to QAnon, uh, and I, I've never even heard of QAnon. Where did that come from now? There's it's a, it's so a much 4chan stuff. thing. It's a four, what's 4chan? Uh, a very old <laughs> no, internet uh, forum. Oh, it, oh, 4chan's a forum? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, at least 14 Republican candidates with links to QAnon have made their way into runoffs uh, mm-hmm. on, or onto the ballot this November. QAnon is a far-right conspiracy theory and loosely organized network centered around the belief that the U.S. is controlled by a cabal of sex trafficking, child sex trafficking Democratic elites hell-bent on bringing down President Trump. I mean... That's a lot. 90% of that is pretty much fact. <laughs> so I, the sex I'm, trafficking and yeah, the know about that. hating Trump thing, that's guaranteed to be true. They're, what, not, the all Demo- they're not all Democrats, though. <coughs> oh, you're talking about Jeffrey Epstein? I'm talking about politicians in general. There's a big Sorry. list under Epstein. Um, yeah, there's a big list under there. Politicians, people in Hollywood, they're all, oh, God, there's so much corruption going on. Oh, there. there's no doubt about that. And what, he, anywhere- not even Democrats don't believe that. They just believe that the Republicans are the ones doing it. Any industry where you get a lot of people that have power, you're going to get corruption. You yep. are going to get a lot and of whether corruption. Whether it's entertainment, whether it's politics. Oh God, entertainers have Anyone, way too much power. Well, right? they do. producers and A-list actors, they have so much power because they, they can have, say, oh, I can turn your life around in a day. They're gods do this. in America, yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite things, and I talked about this in the morning show, I was riding along listening to some news program in my car, and the guy comes, and they were totally serious about this. Uh, this is an idea that was supported 100% by powerful superstars and big political leaders. Puffy and Charlemagne the God. I heard that. I'm like, what are you talking Powerful <laughs> superstars. I don't know. Powerful. What? Puffy, I don't know who the hell that is. It's Charlemagne Sean Combs. The... Yeah, oh. Puff Daddy. How many names does he need? A lot. He has a bunch of them. Charlemagne the God changed them a lot. Charlemagne the God is just a complete lunatic. Isn't he like a morning talk show guy? No, he's well. I mean, apparently he's a radio presenter. So yeah, I guess he might be. I think he does a morning show on on the Black Radio Network. But he's like one of those people who just like he's probably subclinical schizophrenic. If I had to guess, I've never really had any worry 
that this thing's all going to blow up in our faces and we're, it's going to affect our personal lives. No, oh, it until will. Until yesterday. Oh, yeah. No, I know. When they reelected Omar. <clears throat> I know. It's uh, happening. We're, it's this, like, this country's screwed. I mean, every, who, would, who voted for her? I know. And she blew him out, by the way. It wasn't even I know. close. That was 58. <laughs> she got 58% of the vote. I know. She blew him out. And he had more money than and she, she did. She missed. She missed like literally sixty percent of her work days this last year. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you have a point like that, who misses sixty percent of the days, you fire them. Shoveled a hundred one point what one point six million dollars over to her husband's company. I, I don't understand how does somebody like that get reelected. How do you elect a person? Look, I don't care if the guy just got fifteen percent as you know his cut. It's, you're still sending the guy over, what, a quarter of a million bucks for no reason? And how come that there's no, how come she's not being prosecuted for that? I don't know. I, I don't understand weird, this man. It's either not true or it's very corrupt. Well, it is very corrupt. That's just a part of it. But I'm learning about, you know, uh, Alan Omar, and I'm learning about QAnon, and I'm learning about all these nut jobs on the left I don't want right. to learn about him anymore. It kind of scares me. I how agree. Cro- how crooked it is. I couldn't agree more. These people are insane. Oh, there's Turtle Dove Welcome. wearing her mask. That's your Tupperware. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I almost wore a baseball cap today. Did you? Yep. I had a baseball cap on it, but it rained on it. So in any case, Catherine, we're just learning about the way, way far left and the way, way far right, and basically we're screwed. Yeah, we're screwed. <laughs> we really are. Um yeah, I mean, I looked at the, the returns from yesterday. Was it five states? I think we had five states had primaries. But I Omar... I, I know. I, how? I, how, you, how do you do that? Like, how is it possible? I Did you see... Everyone in Minneapolis talks bad about her. Like, I know. how did she get reelected? She hates America. Because she hates the, America. Because the more you guys hate on her, the more they're going to come to her rescue. But who's they? Social media drives voters it in, does that, like in that kind yeah. of district. The district is very, very solidly left-leaning. Mm-hmm. It's not... It, it's yeah. They don't rel- care who they're voting for well, as long as they're Well, it's relatively poor. Um, you've got a lot of uh, immigrants that... I mean, all, all of her ideas sound great. I mean, free this, free that, mm-hmm. free everything. I mean, why wouldn't you vote for it? Well, I'm assuming you don't have a job anyway. Well, the greatest well, part no, for us... Even people that are working. I mean, free health care is... is I mean, health care in America... They said that they were going to fix it. They can't fix it. They've been it. saying that since I was a kid. And yeah, I mean, really. I personally, I'm couldn't agree more. I'm pissed off about the healthcare industry. I mean, we pay a ton in premiums. You go to the doctor, nothing's ever covered. You know, it's like you get a medication. Oh, that's out of network. It's just like it's absolutely. They have a, they have a way out of everything. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Healthcare in America is awful it, i mean it's great but it's very expensive it's crazy you expensive. Ever get an itemized list when you go to the doctor absolutely it's ridiculous and my dad has been complaining about this since the day i was born Everything. he would go he would go into he would go into the administration office with his bill and go what's this i don't know they take it off what's this i don't know this is well they charge you like 26 bucks for an aspirin exactly <clears throat> one aspirin yeah i mean it, Health care is one of the biggest driving factors, I think, because people see how much it costs to insure or have have any. If you have any medical medical problem, I have a friend that 
well, sorry, ex-friend. She dumped me. She's got her medication is like twenty thousand dollars a month, thirty thousand dollars a month. How can yeah, but honey, how can anybody ever afford that? But look, they can't. You have to understand something. She dumped you as a friend because her husband screwed a friend of ours out of money. But other than that, well, whatever. I, but whatever. Oh, I know the thing's huge. The thing with healthcare though is like if it's free, it's never free. No. no, people are always like free health care for all. It's like nope, it's in your taxes. Well, the problem is, and then everybody else the, is paying for. The, but they don't explain it because the, you say, excuse me, Madam Whoever, Grand Pooba of all the lawmakers, how are you yes. going to pay me. for it? That's me. How, how are you going to pay for it? You just go. Diversity is our strength. Yep. They never say anything. No. They just no. start screaming about diversity. And people, they, yeah. they leave out one factor when they're talking about all this stuff. That's always going to be there. You're never going to get rid of it. It's called human greed. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> always going to be the greed factor. Absolutely. So somebody in there is going to want to get rich. Absolutely. Well, I did always. the math um, comparing how much the average person in each country makes uh, adjusted for purchase power parity. And then I subtracted uh, health care costs. And Americans still come out on top above all but, I think, two countries yep. in the world. Absolutely. So even after paying for health care... We're still Better making off. more money than almost everyone else in the world. And that's everybody in America that wants the job. That's why any country you go to, they want to come to America. Yeah. yeah. I know. That you're but, so lucky you but, live in America. once again, you're, for Omar. you're working, you're, you know, you're making 65000 What's the average salary? 65000 57 or 8 57 or 58 And 60 something in By Minnesota. By the time you get done paying your taxes and your health care and your, you know, cost of living is high, housing is high. It's going mm-hmm. up. At people don't have a lot of money left over and they're state. thinking leave the city that's all you got to do free stuff sounds good all you got to do is leave the city yeah literally all you have to do, do is leave, leave the city but, but then you're going to have but then you're going to have that lovely 2 hour commute and when gas was $5 a gallon yeah, those commutes might not happen anymore yeah well maybe maybe not but people just it seems like every everywhere people turn it's like i get screwed i get screwed no, i get screwed we got to take a break here okay we'll be right back continue this right after this with the family Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Thanks, Tom. Always a pleasure to be with you. One thing we keep talking about is that North American Banking Company is a community bank. Why is that important? Well, two things. First, as a locally owned and operated bank, we move quickly for our customers when it matters most. You're not waiting for a loan decision to come out of state or making the decision right here at your home. Secondly, our customers appreciate the fact that we get to know them and understand their goals. For many of our customers, we're coaches, mentors, and sometimes sounding boards for their ideas. It's hard to get that from a big bank, but it's something we do just because it's Tuesday. Well, that sounds like a great way to do business. All of our employees are working to help meet your business needs. It's how we create loyalty. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company? A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you. 
just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a guest coming up in about three, four minutes, something like that. Four minutes, somewhere in there. Um, the one thing I will say, what you guys were talking about, we got a few minutes here to talk about it, too, is um, no matter who wins, if Trump wins, I'm going to call him, and if Biden wins, I'm going to call him. And I'm going to say we have to pass a law that no candidates or any politicians can ever say the words, the little guy again. <laughs> They've been talking about supporting the little guy and fighting for the little guy my whole life. What about the little person? Excuse me. Yeah, sex is much. Rude. What I'm just saying is I've been hearing about you supporting the little guy for my whole life, and none of you. I think I just heard Biden say the working man. I'd like to finish my sentence, what I'd like to do. Oh, sassy today. Well, Jesus, you guys are blah, blah, blah. Let people finish. Talking on a podcast? (laughs) Not over people. How Come on. I hate that. I've always hated it. Because you never do that. I see. Harry, you can talk to her a lot lately on the morning show. Oh, yeah. So, you know. Just it's, saying. It's all going to get dialed back, believe me. Yeah, people are, well, you know you know what it is? It's COVID-19 and the election. People are really not in a great mood. No. So I'm not, I don't get angry with people talking over it. It's just people are so damn sad and jacked up and My depressed. brain just doesn't work right, so that's... He just did it again. He just did it again. It's unbelievable. My brain you doesn't got, work right, so... Your brain's never worked right. I know. It's, I'm just, I got a great excuse. That's what happens <laughs> no, when you do tons of cocaine for years and years. <laughs> that's where you would like that before a drug addiction. Oh, I think I, well. Hey. What happened? Uh, we got a notification. Happy podcast anniversary. What? Oh, today's... Today's the day. We start our ninth year on the podcast today. How is that possible? It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, well, if I think of all the places we've had a studio... Yeah, really. That makes me feel like it is longer. (laughs) Everywhere we've recorded this podcast. Everywhere, yes. Well, it's been a number. Nine years? I've only been in three places. Yeah, because it was just before I met Dan... The February before. How many places has it been been at? I've been at three. The house. We tried one episode at that one recording studio. Mm-hmm. Acme. Oh yeah. I started at Acme. Um, over the there. one place here, yeah. the other place over there, yeah. and, and back, then the back here. here. So six. <laughs> six places. So far. So far, six places. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, you know, it all works out in the end. I do like this building, except it's really weird to be in this building by myself at 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I bet. This whole building's empty except for me. It's convenient, though, to park and get up here. Oh, it's phenomenal. I love this building. I really do. I do indeed. But, uh, yeah, you walk down the hallway. I did see a guy yesterday. I was talking about this. I'm walking down the hallway, and this guy's about 25 years old. It's about 6'2 or 3 and very thin. He's walking toward me, and he's got his mask on. Oh, that's good. Young guy's wearing his mask. That's great. I look down, and he's barefoot. <laughs> Why would you walk through a business barefoot? I don't know, man. I've walked down this hall barefoot before. I yeah, wouldn't do gross. that if I were you. That's pretty gross. <laughs> we yeah, have a guest. We have David forget. Cutler. Yes, we do. David, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Magnificent. You know, David, I just that one guy in that one commercial, I don't even know who it's for, but he goes like this. He looks at very sincerely at the camera, and he goes, we sold our policy. I always catch that commercial, David. 
months. I don't know what that's all about, but I, we sold our policy. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and guess what? They what? got a lot less than they should have. Well, yeah, well, that's what I was wondering about, that whole business, David, uh, that uh, I don't know. You know, we've got a life insurance policy. I've never tried to sell it or anything. But uh, David Kotler with us, K-O-T-T-L-E-R, uh, is it time to sell your life insurance policy? Are a lot of people doing that now, David? Well, you know, uh, Tom, there are a lot more people doing it uh, because I think the one good thing that happens with those PBS that you see is that they are generating a lot more awareness of the fact that people have choices. When a lot of people, for example, bought life insurance, let's say 10, 15, 20, or more years ago, mm-hmm. back when estate taxes, the allowable transfer was $2 million. Oh, today, yeah. they, today, that allowable transfer is like $25 million for yes. a couple. Yep. So uh, many people that bought it for uh, tax purposes find themselves with policies that they may not need anymore, the purpose for which they bought it doesn't exist. Uh, possibly their premiums have gone up very likely. Um, and I'll get into that in a little bit as to all the causes. Okay. But the astounding fact is that 90% of policies lapse before maturity. 90%? And I, I should have oh. answered the question because that's usually what I do is I'll ask, they'll say, I'll guess how many what percentage of policies lapse, and they nobody rarely gets close to 90. No. I'd have been yeah. 50 at the most. It's, it's amazing. But if you think about it, if you go to New York or you go to San Francisco or Boston or Chicago, who's got the biggest buildings downtown? Insurance companies. <laughs> there, there you go. It's true. So, you know, it's sort of like, like um, uh, the health thought. The health uh, week, and we go to work out. They have they have a similar ratio of people that sign up that don't go. Right. right. <laughs> so there's all this um, money that's being wasted, literally tr- trillions of dollars a year, because people's policies are not lasting. And the main reason for that is that the owners, the policy owners, are not getting accurate, timely proper information. Oh, see, that's so sad that people get scammed like that. It's That's terrible. Well, part of the problem with kind of like any industry is they've got their own language. And unless yeah. you speak the language, you can't understand. It's not, Nothing's ever in plain English. I try to read the policy. It's like impossible. <laughs> oh, no, it's you like got, you two got inches thick. Tool yeah. To, to be, you know, to, I mean, I don't know where these guys learn how to write the way they do. Because, it, it, like... You could count on one hand, even the amount of attorneys around the country that could understand those documents. You know, David, i got to tell you something. I'm, uh, I'm a few years into life, let me put it that way, and I do not remember before about 15 years ago hearing about selling your insurance policy or the, re- the reverse mortgage. These things have, have popped up, and I, at first when I heard about them, Everybody said, oh, God, run the other way. Those are all scams. Did they right. start out as scams, and now they're decent businesses? or, or where, where well, that's, a great, that, you know, that's a great question. Okay. Um, and so let me, let, let me go back for a second. The people, actually, one of the largest buyers out there is a company called Coventry. Yeah. And yeah. They, yeah, and they're legitimate people. They are definitely very smart, very bright. They really were at the forefront of this industry 20-some years ago. 
um, and they recognized that, that people that had policies that they didn't want or need anymore had nothing that they could do with them other than surrender them to the companies that issued them. And I use the analogy, it'd be like, you know, if you, if you bought your house from somebody, 20 years down the road you want to sell your house, you got one choice. You can sell it back to the guy you bought it from for less than the price you paid for it. <laughs> yeah, I, well, that and that's the, is that how it goes with reverse mortgages? I mean, it's, it, I, well, I, I don't know it, that's not the topic, but I just wonder about that. Well, you know, there are some similarities to reverse mortgage. Reverse mortgage has lots of issues with it. Um, because people end up losing their homes and, and things like that. Oh, God. I, I think that, that life settlements, one of the things that tainted the industry in the very beginning was that there were some unscrupulous people that were looking for people that had AIDS, trying to find these people that had insurance policies. Oh, and, really? You know, yeah, well, the, the karmic payback. So all these people, most of them got, you know, got well through medicine. And so the first group of these people that bought all those policies, they lost their shirt. And that's um, sad. Yeah, no, it's, it, it is sad. But, but there is a very legitimate purpose for there to be an active buying market for policies. Okay. Okay, see, I'm learning things. I like to learn things, David. <laughs> I love to share information, Tom. So, um, so the... The company, this Coventry, that's that literally spending millions of dollars uh, a month on advertising oh, because yeah. many, many people need to sell their policies. Either they can't afford them anymore, they don't need them anymore, they've been shocked by price increases because they're not getting accurate, timely information. So, the, so in, in a sense, it's a good thing, but it's sort of like letting the fox into the hen house. Because there's a difference between a life insurance policy buyer and a life settlement or policy broker. So I'm a broker. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. so what that means is we work like a personal injury attorney. We charge a success fee. That success fee being some percentage of the additional money we get for the client over and above what he could have got had he just surrendered his policy. So... Because we get a percentage of the success fees, our goal is to get the absolute highest and best price we can get mm -hmm. by scouring the market and pitting one against the other to get them the best price. David is buyers, what are, what are the buyers want? They want the lowest possible price. Right. So if they attract somebody through radio or TV or whatever... They're happy to buy that policy, but it's going to be at a fraction of what the true value, true market value might be. Hmm. Is, is there a median amount that, of life insurance that people buy? Is there one figure that's kind of the average, or is it all over the map? I would say that, in general, the policy has to be at least $100,000, $150,000 okay. for it to be, you know, because there's costs involved. You have to buy reports. You have to get medical records. Mm -hmm. There's there's overhead there before you can even know if you could sell the policy. Right. But the the size policies that get sold, they they could theoretically go anywhere from what I just said up to a twenty five or a fifty million dollar policy. Right. Right. So if you're the average person out there with a hundred fifty thousand dollar policy and you don't need it anymore, you go see David, and then what happens? 
Well, so what, what they should do is if they go to my website, which is the Life Insurance DR, mm-hmm. lifeinsurancedoctor.com, um, my, my PR guy came up with a great idea a couple of years ago. He said, you need an instant calculator like Geico. Yeah. And Yeah, so we hit the algorithms, and, and we developed uh, what people can, within 90 seconds, by filling out a little bit of information regarding their age and their approximate health and the amount of premiums they're paying on their policy, can get a, uh, an instant valuation of their policy, or better yet, sign up for a 15-minute chat to discuss anything about a life insurance policy, whether they want to sell it or whether they just want to know how it's performing. Mm-hmm. And, and, Tom, get that, get that timely, accurate information because what the insurance companies send you each year as a report on your insurance policy would be the same as if you went to your doctor, your physician, and you said, I want a full medical workup, but the only thing you could do is take my pulse. So unless you ask for the right information from the insurance carriers, they are not going to send it to you. Yeah, I could see that that situation. Can I ask a question? Do you have to worry about the people that are going to try to shop for it and invest it and resell it and, you know, try try to make money off of this? Well, it is, is, I mean, it it does become a financial instrument. So if you have a policy that you want to sell and you get the money and we get people money, I mean, we've gotten over $30 million for people in the last three or four years, cash or cash savings. That's real money. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of times it's on policies that these people just don't want. So it's like found money. So once you sell it, do you care if somebody else resells it? That's true. Okay. I mean, there, there's, there's HIPAA requirements. There's, these things aren't, aren't listed by name. They're listed by number. I mean, way back in the old days when the started, people were, oh, my God, who is, is uh, some Russian mob guy going to buy this policy? <laughs> <laughs> well, that wouldn't be good. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, that would sort of curtail the business, right? That would not be good yeah. for the business model. Not a good <laughs> but, idea. But but you got like pension funds. You got you know like school pension funds. You got the Warren Buffett of the world. You got like very well heeled banks and hedge funds that want to buy these policies because if you think about it, there's three financial components to the policy. What's the what's the likelihood people every, everybody's going to die? One hundred percent. Okay. What's the like? What's the likelihood that an A-rated insurance company is going to pay the death claim as long as the policy is enforced with them? I don't know. Hundred hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, that's the, good. The, the, the industry can't afford to, you know. So, so you're left with the only thing you don't know is how long is the person going to live, and how much is the buyer going to have to pay before the policy is mature. And that's where all the, you know, the work goes in and everything. And it's just like with anything else. Sometimes buyers, you know, let's say their portfolio has to turn over or whatever. So to make a long story short, as long as the seller is getting what they are happy with, and as long as their personal information is protected, which it is, um, I haven't seen that to be a deterrent in any way. That makes sense. David, we, we've run out of time, but I'd love to talk to you again sometime about this. And actually, I would like to find a policy and just give you the stats on it, and then we could figure it out. Because people never, they don't, 
I mean, is it based on a percentage? Is it 10%? Is it 30% of its value? Is it 20% of its value? People don't know that. Well, if they, if they, if they, you know, Tom, if you go to, go to my website, and there's a green button there, and then I'll send you, I'll send you, make sure you have my email address as well. Mm-hmm. If you put, if you take you 90 seconds to input the information, you'll get an approximate value. You know, we can't ask you 50 health questions. No, you know, no, we're not exactly. Gonna, you know, but, but we're going to give you a pretty good approximation, and that percentage could be anywhere from 5% to as high as 60% of the value of the policy, depending on um, what the health, what the projected longevity of the person that's selling it is, mm-hmm. and, and how efficient the contract is that they're selling. Those are the, those are the two main ingredients to the calculating the value. I love it. Dave, David, we'll get you booked again. Thank you for calling us today. I love it. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Thank Have you. a great day. David Kotler, ladies and gentlemen, insurancedr.com. That's the website, insurance, life insurance dr, life insurance doctor. Get it? I got a way that you can get all get your it. money. Die? Right. No. Yeah, but I know, I, I know <laughs> a way that you can, fake, you can fake your death and you'll never get caught. You'll never get caught? No. Nope. Well. Take out a pint of blood every couple of days, oh. right? And store it. Then heat it back up to get a whole bunch of it, like six pints. Mm-hmm. Heat it back up to body temperature, dump it on your rug, and disappear. There's so much blood there, there's no way you could be alive. They don't have to. Mm-hmm. That's considered that's a body. That's true. It's considered well, a body. Well, now that you've told everybody. Well, yeah. no, we're, I was going to do it this afternoon. Okay, now we'll all be arrested when there's blood in Nick's house. There's blood everywhere in Nick's house. And we can play them this episode and be like, he just vanished. Yeah, we got to take a break. Be right back with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Jumping the Andy, gun. Jumping the gun. Andy's rocking up. I was like, yeah, they're playing some good music in that commercial. <laughs> yeah, they really are. That's phenomenal music you're playing there. Generally, yes. Amazon Music has an intro, but not that time. You know, I noticed a big difference from the last time, like two months ago, I drove back to the right. East Coast, and then I just drove the East Coast this week. Last time, there was no one on the road. Like, it was like, like you were the only person on Earth. This oh, yeah. time, the roads are packed. And every every rest area had a million campers and a million RV. Like mm. people are really doing up. Oh, vans. the rest o- areas are open now. I oh, thought that open. that was so ridiculous that they closed rest areas. I know everything was open. You know why? No, it wasn't ridiculous. You know why they did close them? No, because of sex hookups. Yeah. that's why. Oh. That's not true. Okay. That is true. 100% <laughs> true. I guarantee right. you that those road stops are probably a hot spot for sex trafficking. Oh, absolutely. And That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, but I mean, like, parent, like, parents are the number, like, one of the number one 
reasons for child sex trafficking because they traffic their own children. Oh, yeah. for Christ's sake, yeah. I gotta go home. Did you hear about that guy uh-huh. in Minneapolis? That was he just got like he was charged like for thirty counts of sexual slavery and stuff. Uh-huh. Guy in Minneapolis. Well, Minneapolis is no. a big spot. It's a big hub because uh-huh. of its location. We I, once you go up I ten from Texas from Mexico you go right to Minneapolis you're safe mm. and then we can well, go to all, Chicago all big all big cities are a hub but Minnesota as far as is a hub hub isn't that bad you don't think it is it's, it's not if, if you look at a sex trafficking map Florida is one of the worst well yeah California because, is one of the oh, worst gosh. anytime you, you young, have a harbor well because yeah. you got yeah. a lot of young y'all young kids run the Florida and California when it's just like them. I was reading this. Um, this woman, she's now a woman, and her father trafficked her from the age five to Jesus. like twelve or something. And she was like, "We'd just, you know, go to an amusement park, and I'd go into the bathroom with him because I'd be young, and then he'd walk out, and then another man had come in pretending to look for his daughter, and then he'd go in and take her." Ugh. And he's like, and it was called a drop, and he's like, it doesn't look like a lot of people, a lot of people think child sex trafficking is like tied up in some basement to a drain pipe, and she's like, it's not. Hmm. She's like, so always look at who's with, who goes in with a kid, who goes out with the kid, and like, say something, because at worst you could ruin someone's day, but at best you could save somebody's life. Well, let me put it this way, you could also, Dad, you could get a job. And make oh. your own goddamn money. How about that? Well, there's there, a lot pops. of people that don't give a crap about their kids. Yeah. Oh, it's just disgusting. A U.S. District yep. Judge Donovan Frank sentenced a 46-year-old man Friday to 33 years in prison for sex trafficking two victims, one of whom was a minor, out of his residence in northeast Minneapolis. Oh, Omar Taylor, a registered sex offender already. Oh, yeah. Recruited several young women and girls, at times targeting Native Americans to work in his illicit massage business. Oh, God, it's the massage business. (laughs) Through force and threats, Tyler made them perform commercial sex acts in exchange for money for his own financial benefit. Of course. Who else's? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What's interesting about this is, okay, so this guy, compared to like a Jeffrey Epstein, Mm -hmm. was not doing... 30 you know 20 years of it you know i mean it's just amazing to me i'm glad that this guy is convicted and he's going to go to prison for what he did but jeffrey epstein deserved a lot more a lot sooner there was a there was a guy in minneapolis when i first moved here and you can look him up there's lots of media on him his name was ricky ponsel and he ponsel and gretel and he would wear fur coats and he had he was the pimp of Minneapolis oh, and he had like, like 50 girls in Minneapolis how do they even agree to that I don't get it I don't know but he he, well, he like, would still we... be here except the last when the Super Bowl came he had he had some big bash and he stole all the money and ran See, I don't understand. Okay, so everybody's Whatever. like prostitution is should be legal. You should be able to be a prostitute if you want to, which I kind of agree with in some ways. But because then it would lower. But sex you're, they're trafficking. usually brought into it with a pimp who is abusive psychologically, at least, and usually physically. Well, the vast majority well, of the time they go into it of her because they're drug addicts. But that's the problem. They need to feed that's their the, addiction. That's the yeah. problem with sex work now is that people that are saying you should legalize sex work because then you could be like, I'm an independent contractor and I just like, right. I'm on an app or, you know, whatever. I don't need a pimp. I don't need, right. yeah, so it's like, 
if it were to become legal, it's like pot becoming legal. It's like now there's like these nice stores and you can just buy pot and it's like a boutique business thing. Whereas before it was like meet in a back alley and talk to her. It's well, like okay, I, I not... still think if you take the dirtiness factor <clears throat> out of it, air quotes, yeah. a lot of people are like, aren't going to want it. No, oh, I think that's right. I think they want the Maybe, yucky, yeah. gritty, yeah. Right. you know. Well, but I think I think prostitutes. It. I mean, even if it is legalized, still do many odd things that most normal people wouldn't do. No, it's and not I think a that healthy lifestyle. <laughs> I I but you know, it's like you're not gonna. You're, maybe your wife won't like slap you in the face and pee poke on you, you with a hot yeah. poker and right. pee on you. I right. can't but tell you how many times your mother and I. <laughs> I caught a little glimpse in the window of the porn industry when I lived in L.A. and it's disgusting more than you can ever imagine. Oh, I know. And there's there's you also have no they buy and sell girls mm-hmm. all day, yeah. every day. They trade them, they sell them, they buy them. Those girls are kidnapped. And they're hooked on dope, and they feed them dope to do porn, mm-hmm. and it's not, it's never ending. And kn- they get shipped to other countries once they're done with them here. Yeah. <sighs> I know. Somebody that I follow on social media just talked about how she has a friend who's launching an ethical porn site, and I messaged her. I was ethical like, porn. I was like, what is ethical porn? Like, what does that <laughs> even gonna mean? It's going to be ethical until she uh, starts making no, money. And she, the opportunity no, and she to make was, $5 million. No, and she was yeah. talking about how a lot of porn actresses are treated horribly oh, it's and it's beyond belief. and it's like people that are couples that want to be in porn i don't know i was mm. just like huh interesting it'll all go bad though yes oh yes. sorry yes. just will oh, it, it yes. there can never be any such thing as ethical porn yeah, i don't know i'm sorry i was be. yeah when she said that i was like i don't understand like isn't all porn technically ethical because you're not breaking any like they're being paid not really. Technically, Not really, but no. I mean, technically speaking, I was like, "What's the?" I don't. Understand. I don't know. I find it all really disgusting. You know what amazes know, me about it? Porn is really creepy. It just is it like just is. it's like some it's, could it's, be somebody's mom. It is all. It is like somebody's daughter. Somebody's. It's just yeah. like, oh, God. Yeah. Even strip clubs. I'm just like, yeah. Why would anyone oh, go that's, there? That's another thing. That's, another, that's another industry that that's more disgusting than you think it is. Oh, Which, what's that? Strip clubs. Strip oh, strip. oh God, I can't. Uh, I, I can't do it. They're all drug addicts. The whole sex the industry yeah. gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. I just yeah. don't understand. Let's it, change this subject. Okay, I'll change <laughs> it to this. I'll change it to this because Catherine and I just talked about this a few nights ago. When I hug Catherine or kiss Catherine, a huge part of it is I go, this woman loves me. That's a huge part of what, you know, when I kiss and hug my wife. It's not like I kiss her and hug her. Well, she's she's very beautiful, well, but doesn't give a rat's ass if I live or die. Intimacy is different than just yeah. Yes, it sex. Is. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. But to me, any anything to do... I kissing. I don't know if that's a sexual thing or hugging. That's just more. I don't know what. But that that's is. depends love. on I your need, intent. You need love more yeah. than you need sex. It depends yeah. on the person. Yeah. Some people, sex is like to like. You can't have enough. Yeah. Some people are sex addicts. Some yeah. people just want it to like look at Charlie over, Sheen overpower somebody. Some people, I don't yeah, know. Power. and it it's depends. Power. And it yeah. depends on your upbringing too. You know, if you're told yeah, your entire true. life that sex is dirty and disgusting, mm-hmm. and the Lord will send you to hell if you have me sex like, so before you're married. <laughs> she <stuff>. did. No, <laughs> well, my parents never talked to me about sex ever. No, no, did your really mother either. ever even say the word sex around I you? Don't <laughs> yeah, really. I never talked to me about sex. Dan, I asked Dan's because. 
Dan's family is very Scandinavian. I'm like, did your parents ever have like the talk with you? He's like, no. Oh, my like, my mom continued to try, and I was like, don't, gross, uh, mom. That's Nancy. That's what Nancy would say to her mom. Be like, gross, get away from me, gross. <laughs> I tried so hard That's to have nice. the talk with Alex. She would yeah. literally screech and run yeah. away. Get away with her mother. Ew. Don't talk to me. I don't know. The, the cornucopia of STDs out there was enough to educate me. I, just, I heard I don't it's know. on the rise right now. I always just remember what? you being STDs like... STDs are on the rise right now. I'm yeah, sure they, they are. are. Yeah, they are. I, always, I just remember you being like, it's a responsibility. And like, anytime you have sex, you could end up pregnant, no matter how safe That's you are. True. So unless you're prepared to be pregnant and deal with that in whatever way you choose... Mm-hmm. Maybe don't do it. And I was like, that makes sense. I do not want a baby. (laughs) No, me too. We talked about that before. We got to close this segment out. So I'll just say, we'll close it with this visual for you. When I was 11 years old, 12 years old, maybe 11 and then into 12, when I was told that women didn't have penises, they had vaginas. When you were 12? 11. Okay. Pretty old. Sage already knows that. Well, I know. But they all run around with no clothes on. But in any case, and I'm very serious, I remember sitting on a wall uh, on Lowry and Sheridan, getting all this little out, just sitting there and trying to picture what a vagina looks like. And basically what I came up with is a penis with a much bigger opening at the end. Uh, when you were 12. Kind of, I was 11. Kind of, sort of. And you had, and you had sisters and a mom. Every so, like a, so like an, elephant, <laughs> so like an elephant's trunk. Yeah. I thought it was like oh an elephant's trunk. Oh, my God. Know. And it would kind of like, you know, absorb yours. Yeah, an elephant's trunk. Absorb yours. You know, like wrap around yours, and that's how you had sex. That's yeah. how it works. It's, it actually kids. is. Just instead of external, it's internal. Yeah, basically. Exactly. I mean. Yeah, the the tube is internal. I thought it was, flip, might be extra. What's the problem with that? Inside. Yeah, oh my piss God. all over my dreams. <laughs> we'll be back with hour two. Kristen Burt mm-hmm. will join us with the family.